Bills Mafia, what is up? And welcome into the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. I am your host, Charlie Gross. You can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Gross underscore. And we are part of the Built in Buffalo Podcasting Network. Thank you for joining me today. No guest this week. The reason why I'm not having a guest this week is I will be talking mostly about the NFL's new 256-page memo on COVID protocols. And I know that some people don't really want to talk about it. So I didn't want to have any guests attached to this podcast. I'm not going to be expressing any or very few of my personal views I'm going to be talking about the protocols and how I think they affect Bills and and the league and that kind of a thing. But still, I didn't want to have anybody on just in case. I will say that before we get into that, tell me why I'm wrong. We'll be back next week. And I've got another, apparently this is a hot take. I put it on Twitter yesterday around 5 p.m. There's a bunch of people who are already strongly disagreeing with me. So the take is this. My top five players in the NFL with the best chance to win the MVP award are Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, and Lamar Jackson. If you're wondering where I have Josh Allen on that list, I have him at number six. And while I think that Josh Allen should have won the MVP last year, I view these five players as having a better chance than Josh Allen to win the MVP this year. Will somebody come on the podcast next week and tell me why I'm wrong? Or will they tell me why I'm wrong on another one of my takes, whether it's Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox? The re-signing of John Feliciano, where I have Trey White rated, I have him rated outside the top five, or will it be about Matt Milano and the Matt Milano re-signing? The only way you're going to find out is if you tune in. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is the NFL's COVID protocols, I would like to mention again that this is part of the Built in Buffalo Network. We have a great podcasting team, podcasts every day of the week have a great YouTube uh, channel going. Lots of great content on there. I believe it's almost like every week we're, we're adding a new show or a new person to do some content on that side of things. So that's awesome. Also, please check out the Facebook page, the Twitter account, uh, the Instagram account. Lots of cool stuff on there. And uh, Built in Buffalo is growing, man. It's, grow- it's growing pretty fast. We're doing well, and we really appreciate your support. With that said... Let's get into this gigantic memo that I was going to read. Yes, I was going to read all 256 pages, and then life came up and slapped me around a little bit, and I didn't get the chance to read all 256 pages of this NFL memo. I think the fact that they're calling it a memo when it's 256 pages is pretty funny in and of itself. I'm sure you've all heard the stiff penalties that are going to be associated with any COVID outbreaks that are uh, proven to be caused by any unvaccinated players. And the NFL is not messing around. And the main reason is because they want their money. Uh, I'd like to think that it's because they're very conscientious citizens of our planet. But the main reason that they're doing this is they want their money. 
which is understandable. They're a business. I'm not, and I'm not saying they don't care, you know, about humanity. That's the main reason. And I know people get a little upset with that, and I understand. But I think the one thing that I do think is really interesting is that they specifically mentioned about fans and and fans going to away games. You know, let's say you're planning an away game for the Bills, spending a lot of money on the tickets, spending a lot of money if you're going to fly or. Even if you drive, it's it's not cheap. You got to stay in a hotel or something. Most people do anyway. And then you get there, and the game's canceled. So then, what do you do? And it might be a nice place to go for a vacation, right? It might be Vegas, or it might be Miami, or Nashville. But still, like you just paid a couple hundred bucks for the tickets. You you flew down there, and the main reason why you flew down there isn't going to happen. So then, so then, what do you do? You're kind of out the money. And I'm glad that the NFL brought that up in the memo. I think it's it's important. I think it's a consideration that I got to admit, I'm not sure that I would have, you know, when I heard about the memo, I didn't think, oh man, there's going to be some thing in there about the fans and, you know, the fans not losing their money and expecting a certain product. And I mean, let's, let's think back. Like when was the last time an NFL game was canceled? Right. I mean, aside from like COVID, the possibilities of COVID and all the stuff from last year, I, I don't even know. I mean, maybe once in the last 10 years like or maybe it just got moved i know there was like a hurricane obviously uh miami you know houston they they get that type of weather sometimes and sometimes they have to move a game or um due to a you know lightning storm or something it has to be postponed or but i can't even remember the last time that a game was canceled and the nfl isn't playing around you know they're not going to cancel a game now and i think the thing that gets lost in all these endless debates that we're all having amongst each other is is that the NFL isn't telling players that they have to get vaccinated. That's not what they're saying. Like, that's what people hear when they get upset. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying, here's a set of protocols if you make this choice. And here's a set of protocols if you make this choice. We're not telling you which one to make. We're maybe incentivizing one over the other. But all And all we're saying is, is if you choose not to get vaccinated, that's fine. But you have to follow these protocols. And these penalties where they're talking about, you know, the games won't be canceled, it'll just be forfeit, the players won't get paid. Those are things that are going to happen if you don't follow the protocol. It's not, you know, it's it, they're not saying, okay, well, you're not vaccinated, so you're not going to get paid. That's not it. And the NFL is a business. At the end of the day, you know, and there's a large group of people who are usually super pro-business in our society, but yet a lot of them don't seem to be <laughs> pro-business on this particular issue um, all the time. As we move into training camp starts, uh, I believe it started yesterday. People were reporting yesterday, and we'll have a lot of coverage from the press conferences on the Red Zone Report on Friday night. You've got to think that, you know, Sean McDermott, is can't wait for the season to get here because Cole Beasley has already said that he's not going to get on Twitter, you know, during the season. And I think that that's really smart for a whole bunch of reasons. But I think it's really smart because in the offseason, it's not really Sean McDermott's problem, right? Like Cole Beasley's a human. He's 34. He's a father. He can do whatever he wants to do. Like, but once you get into the season and you're you're working at your job, and you start doing that, then I feel like that comes more under the purview of the team. And the team is going to have to say something. And it, and the team, I think McDermott's smart enough to know that he's got a bunch of players on the team. 
that feel the same way that Cole Beasley does. And I don't think McDermott has a problem with that per se. I think the problem he has is that it's public. Like, Sean McDermott doesn't want anything public. You see one of his press conferences, he really doesn't say anything, ever, <laughs> about anything. Like, he he doesn't give you very much. And so for for this kind of thing to happen during the season, I think would bring it into his purview, and he'd be forced to do something about it. I'm not talking about cutting Cole Beasley. You know, whether or not you agree with Cole Beasley, the fact is that he's not getting cut because they're trying to win a Super Bowl. He's the second best receiving option on the team, and there's lots of other guys that feel just like him. So now, if this, like I said, if this happens during the season and it's a distraction, no coach likes distractions. So if this is like the Juju Smith-Schuster version of, you know, COVID trolling on Twitter, then McDermott's going to have to pull Cole Beasley aside and be like, yo, man, look, we're trying to win a Super Bowl here. You know, we're trying to win games, and if you can't, stop, you know, trolling on Twitter or being inflammatory on Twitter, then we're going to have a problem. So I think McDermott's very excited for the season to get here. Um, I mean, obviously I think, and I've said this before, he wants these guys vaccinated because that's going to release the protocols and the restrictions in terms of getting together as a team, face-to-face, and team building. And that's what Sean McDermott is about. Sean McDermott believes wholeheartedly that the best way to teach, the best way to learn, the best way to build camaraderie on a football team or maybe in any job, maybe he believes this across the business world, is being there in person. So he wants them to get vaccinated just because he doesn't want to have to meet with them on Zoom anymore. You know, so I'm sure it's a very delicate balance for him and he's you know he tells players come to buffalo and be the best version of yourself and whether or not you like cole beasley's opinion cole beasley in his mind is being the best version of cole beasley so how hypocritical is it of sean mcdermott if sean mcdermott says hey man and and steps all over that like he would lose credibility in the locker room i think and maybe, and probably from all the players, you know, and I think I think when you're in a group of 53 guys, or if you want to call it 65 guys, if you include the practice squad players, not everyone's going to agree on every issue. Like some people are going to feel like Jay-Z is top five, and other people are going to feel like Jay-Z is not top five. And some people are going to feel like Eminem's top five, and some people are going to, you know, wrongly feel that Eminem is not top five. Some people are going to feel like Wayne Gretzky was the greatest hockey player ever, some people are going to think that it's Gordie Howe or Mario Lemieux. Some people are going to think that Michael Jordan is the greatest. Some people are going to think it's LeBron. Some people may think it's Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain. So, obviously, I'm being a little facetious, but my point is is that you've got 53 people, and there's a possibility, and if you include coaches, that's another 20 people, athletic trainers. So, you've got, like, 100 people who spend a lot of time together for, like, seven months. You're not going to agree on everything. You're, you're not going to see eye to eye. And I think for fans, the difficult thing for us is that, and the difficult thing for me, is that when you're viewing an athlete, you assign your own values to them. Like for me, I'm, I'm very pro-vaccine, 
Like, I, it's hard for me to understand Cole Beasley's point of view. And for me, sometimes I feel like it's just better that I don't know anything about these guys because when I look at these guys, and it's not just them, it's anybody who played for the Buffalo Sabres or I was a big Bulls fan and I was a big Braves fan, you know, back in the Greg Maddox, John Smoltz era. And I think we as fans, we assign our values and we just assume that all these guys who we, or girls, who we watch play sports or we, we go to a concert to see or we watch their movies, we just assume that they feel the same way as we do because it's hard for us to understand why somebody wouldn't. So then when you have somebody like Josh Allen come out and Gabe Davis kind of you know said a few things and obviously Cole Beasley and a few other guys, you're kind of – for a lot of people, I think it's they're taken aback because subconsciously we assign these values. And I certainly didn't sit down and go, hey, I'm pretty sure that Josh Allen is liberal and, and that he, you know, wants marijuana legalized or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, But we just subconsciously assign that. And then when we, when we find out something different, we're kind of like, oh, man. And I think for some people it hits them and, and it's hard for them suddenly to like that player as much. And I know there's a big segment of fans who, who don't care about that at all, and it doesn't affect their ability to like athletes or celebrities in the least. And I, I admire that because I think for a lot of fans, and, and like I said, for me, you're kind of like, oh, my God, like, oh, they, they don't. And, and it shouldn't matter, right? Like, it shouldn't matter. I think it's just a human thing that we do. Um, so we'll see how this plays out, you know? It's not just the Bills. Um, guys around the league feel the same way. They're not as, as vocal about it as Cole Beasley, but you can't tell me he's the only guy. The Colts and the Cardinals and I believe the Bengals and one other team don't even have 50% of their players vaccinated. We know for sure that the Bills are between 50 and 85%, so those players obviously feel the same way Cole Beasley does. Now, they apparently aren't saying it publicly, which is why Cole Beasley has gotten... You know, like he he's Cole Beasley has taken it upon himself to be the, like the public target. Like he I, I have to assume I don't know him, but I have to assume that like he took this on voluntarily. Like he didn't have to go public. But he feels like he's doing a service for the other players in the league who feel the same way. And it's obviously that there's lots of players who feel the same way. So we'll see what happens. I mean, is one of those teams going to have an outbreak and have to forfeit? I mean, what if the Bills? What if that happens to the Bills? I know, I know we like to think, oh, that'll never happen. What if it does? I mean, what if the Bills forfeit a game and that costs them, you know, I mean, I don't think it'll cost them playoff seating, but the playoff appearance, but what if it costs them playoff seating? What if it costs them the division? Right? That's important. So I think fans who worry about that stuff not only are worried about, obviously, doing what they feel is their civic duty to protect others, but in a sports context, think about that, like, real seriously for a minute. What are you going to say if there's an outbreak and the Bills have to forfeit a game? What are you going to say? Are you going to say, well, too bad. I'm glad that these players exercise their freedom, and I don't care. Is your 
passionate love for the Buffalo Bills going to make you angry? What are you going to feel like? And I don't know if it'll happen. But, like, really think about that for a minute. Are you just going to blame Roger Goodell about the protocols or something? I don't I don't know like I mean I don't I guess I don't know what I'd do either necessarily but these are all things that make this season just as complex but in a different way as last season so you know Sean McDermott Brandon Bean their staff have a very difficult I think road ahead of them in terms of managing this once again and as I said in the beginning Let's be clear. The penalties are extremely stiff. So if your game gets postponed, you better hope you can play it on another day because they're not rescheduling farther into the season or they'll just cancel it. So I think lots of fan bases are going to be very you know, nervous about the season because nobody wants their team to forfeit a game, right? Obviously not. You want your team to win every game. But make no mistake, the NFL, the owners, they are not playing around. They want their money. They want their fans to be able to see the game. And they're giving the players a choice. And I think the one thing I would say that I don't know if it's always been this way um, in our society, but certainly in the last 10 or 15 years, I feel like everybody wants their choices to be positive choices like I'm not talking about making the choice I'm talking about your options I think people forget that you always have a choice but your choices aren't always positive choices like the things you can choose from aren't always good they aren't always what you want like the players have a choice get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated and follow the protocols and that may be unfair but at the end of the day, the NFL is a business, and the players have a choice. It may, it, And for a guy like Cole Beasley, it's two choices that he thinks suck. I mean, that's life, man. Sometimes you got to choose between two shitty options in your point of view, and that's what a lot of these players are, you know, feeling. And I think that that's a lot what our society in general has had to, had to do in the past couple of months. So... Your choices aren't always going to be good choices. You will have options. It might just not be the options that you want. These guys can quit. Retire. If you really don't like your options, retire. Nobody's making you play. No one's forcing you to play. There's no law that says Cole Beasley or Hopkins or Poyer has to play. Don't play. Guys retire early all the time. I don't want them to retire, but like I said, if if you don't like your job at Geico, you quit. And you go work somewhere else. No one's forcing you to stay at Geico. Now, you, you should have a job so you can pay your bills, but nobody's forcing you to stay at Geico. No one's forcing Cole Beasley to stay in the NFL. Go play in Canada or something. Or you can just choose from the least crappy option you've got and go to work. Thanks for listening, guys. Once again, this has been the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. My name is Charlie Gross. You can find me and yell at me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Gross underscore. I've got a Friday YouTube show with my man Izzy on the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel. 
Check out all the other podcasts, and if you are on Apple, if that software actually works now, you can leave a rating, a review. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. And I missed you last week with this, but I will not miss you with it again. Find a way to embrace your growth mindset, and as always, trust the process. <laughs>